founder of Allison's Brand School, and technically, I'm not a therapist, but I am really good at coaching humans on how to get clear about the work they're doing. By listening to others spill their guts, I know you'll relate, relieve some stress, and find the tools to freaking do what you feel called to do. Hey, boss babes. Welcome to episode 10 of Business Therapy. Is your pricing screwing you up and how to tell your story to sell with Robin Draper's Ceramics? My name is Julie and I am the producer of this podcast and I am so excited to be here with you guys today and to share this episode with you because it is so good. Before we dive in, I want to remind you guys real quick about the IG for You live event coming up in less than a month. It is next month here in Utah. It is a one-time only live event and it just keeps getting better. If you've been on on the fence about whether you want to come or not. I know it's a sacrifice to come to in-person events sometimes, but it's so worth it. On top of the proven strategies and expertise that Ashley and Allison have developed and are bringing to the table, they've also put together an incredible panel with a diverse background in Instagram. We've got Katie from the Beauty Bureau, Tara from Rad and Happy, Lex from Dressed and Lala, and more. On top of that, you're also going to get connections and clarity and so much helpful stuff specifically, specially tailored to you to answer your specific questions and of course a super bougie swag bag good food and a party you're not going to want to miss it save yourself the future FOMO and go grab your seat now at allisonsbrandschool.com slash ig for you we'll also link it in the show notes so you can go grab it there Today we are talking to Robin Draper and she actually came to Allison's Brand School workshop recently and was a scholarship winner. And when she came to the workshop, you guys, she hadn't even officially opened her shop or started. And since then she has done that. And we all know that is one of the biggest leaps and the hardest things to hurdle and overcome, but she has taken action. You can tell she's someone who is open and willing and then actually takes action on what she learns and takes away. She's a gifted artist who makes beautiful ceramics. And you'll hear in this conversation how open and willing she is bringing so much vulnerability to the table so that we can all learn with her and from her. And as always, Allison and Ashley have wonderful things to say. And I think you'll find some of her pain points super relatable and applicable to you. So let's dive right in and I'll see you on the other side with your business therapy questions. Okay, we've got Robin here. We're so excited, Robin. Robin does Little Bird Ceramics, and you were one of our scholarship winners. I was, yeah. Yes, for the Build an Awesome Brand Workshop. So you attended in June. Mm -hmm. Awesome. Yeah. And you make beautiful handmade ceramics. That's my jam. Okay, good. Mm -hmm. How long have you been doing that? So my mom actually is very artistic and kind of like fostered that in me as as when I was growing up. And I happened to go to a high school that had a full ceramic lab photo studio art like it was just amazing and so that kind of turned me on to ceramics and I just took classes when I went to I went to BYU for my undergrad degree and ended up getting a bachelor of fine art emphasis in ceramics so I love all the arts I've also done a lot of printmaking watercolor but that's kind of like my main focus is the hand building and throwing on the wheel what would you say is your biggest pain point right now for what you're trying to achieve what you're trying to focus on what's your biggest pain point so I pulled up 
on my laptop a ton of artists that I really admire and what they're doing on social in their shops, if you wanted to look at that. Mm-hmm. No, I, just wanted I want to, to get... know what your pain point is. Oh, that's my pain point. Is, is, like, that, you're looking... my pain... no. is that you're looking at other people and comparing your shop to theirs. That is your pain point. Well, for me, for me, it's more of like my shop is very tiny and I'd like to grow it. No, like that's but like I'm the, telling okay. you what your pain point is. No, 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 no. <laughs> You're like, no, that's not my pain point. That's your first problem. Okay, so stop looking at other shops. Uh-huh. Yeah. What do you want? What does Robin want? So I would like to grow an audience that is aware of what I'm doing so that I have people to actually give what I make to. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, do you want to give it to them or do you want to sell I would, it to them? I would like them? to sell it to okay. them for money. So for we're sure. going to, okay, just, I just need to. Paint the picture of Robin being the sweetest artist, so meager with like I just want to give my art. Like literally, you can. Are you picking up what we're putting down? Okay, so you want to be able to sell your yeah. ceramics. How big do you want your shop? How much do you want to sell? Do you yeah. want to be the only person making it? Do you want to employ artists under you? Like, What is your ultimate, ultimate? So ultimate goal would be, I'd like to keep doing small batch. I don't do well with like production. Great, pottery. so you know this. Yeah. yeah. So I want to do small batch pottery and I would like to keep selling originals. I'd like to be able to raise the price point on what I'm selling because it's very low. And my dream dream would be to have a line carried at like uh, Anthropology, West Elm, CB2, something like that. And what do you feel like has to happen in order for that to happen? I actually don't know at all. So I've tried to look into it. I know some artists who have collaborated with large retailers. Yeah. And they usually like have a larger following and more people know about them and are excited about them. So okay. Like, and they get reached out to by those retailers. How many people have you talked to who have product in Anthropology? The reason I'm bringing this up is not because we're going to try to figure out exactly what everybody did, yeah. but usually because when we're trying to go down a path and we see the stones of the path, this path of, I want my pottery and I want my ceramics to be in a store like anthropology, we start to imagine what that path has looked like for other people. Mm-hmm. And that path may or may not actually be correct. And that's a little bit what I'm trying to point out is who do we actually know who has product in anthropology, which I'm sure if we thought harder, you and I could actually think of people that we know who have product in anthropology. But for you, I think an interesting exercise would be to go into anthropology and to find ceramics. And have you done this? Do you know the names of the companies? Yeah, like or the um, artists. Hatch is really big. A lot of people that I And have they shared their story of how it got into anthropology? Not that I'm aware of. So that would be I think the first step is rather than, and this reminds reminds me of Katie from the Beauty Bureau. Katie got it in her mind that she was going to be featured by these big makeup brands. Mm -hmm. And so she was taking photos that she thought would get featured by these big makeup brands because she was convinced that in order to grow, she needed to get featured by these big makeup brands. And what we actually realized is that wasn't Katie's goal. That's not what she really... Do you see what I'm saying? Whereas right now, the first thing you said is, I have some examples 
examples of other shops to show you because in your mind, getting your online presence to the point that these other shops are at is a very important stepping stone to you to getting your work into anthropology. Yeah. And I just want to like F your mind a little bit where your work could possibly speak for itself and you need no following to get into anthropology. You just need a quality product to get into anthropology. Now, I would say anthropology, they want proof that your product sells. Yeah. So it's even a little bit of that. So maybe you even reach out to Seoul, which is a local boutique. We know Shelby and you reach out to Shelby and you say, I have these beautiful local ceramics and I have this three by five pop-up card that goes with them. Would you be interested in carrying these in Seoul? And you reach out to Call to Surf, who's also in Riverwoods right here. Uh And Seoul also just opened up a new one in Salt Lake. So they Mm -hmm. have two stores. Maybe you reach out. I'm just saying people I personally know, Mm -hmm. right? So you reach out to Rachel, who does Harmony, which is a small boutique in Provo. And you see if she wants to sell some of your ceramics. I also feel like you could take some of the pieces and give them to people who are staging homes because they're really beautiful. And I feel like, yeah, some home designers that are local, if you and offer then you're, your pieces. you're getting the photography. I would even reach out to Gatehouse, which is a local home mm-hmm. decor store, which sells things at a higher price point mm-hmm. and say, do you have a place here? So this is just one, and we're going to get into your social media strategy, absolutely. But I love this conversation and thank you so much because the idea is we get stuck in thinking that there's one way to get to the goal and then the, all of that can consume all your time and energy and there's so many ways to get to your goal yeah mm-hmm. and really 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 I think everybody would be surprised at how little of somebody getting their work in anthropology has to do with their online following and what it has to do with their connections and agent networking, reaching out, and the back end. Yeah, I mean, I mean these are things I just don't know anything about. Perfect. So I'm just saying. Yeah. That's great. That sounds great. cool. So what I would also <laughs> spend a lot of time doing is I, I think of Lisa Congdon. She is a beautiful, amazing artist who just shares and shares and shares about the creative process. Process and has found amazing commercial success is incredibly transparent. And I would just start immersing yourself and learning from these artists and they share this process. And so that's even, I think the principle there is really immersing yourself in the community and not from the standpoint of, wow, look at their shops, but in the community of like, is an artist who is running a business. Mm-hmm. Because I also think of Emily McDowell who does a line of greeting cards, lots of lines of greeting cards, very, very successful, but very, very transparent and open in sharing commercial success and how to do things and and what her process has looked like. And just really start paying attention to the stories of success from people in your industry. Okay, now I want to talk about your social media because I'm looking at your social media. So would you say, what is your most immediate pain point? Um, Selling more pieces or? So basically I realized at brand school that I'm like I'll plan it and learn about it forever without doing it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was like, I can't be one of those people anymore. So I finished my design, opened my shop. Yay! The first round of selling. Yay! Yeah. I, did it. I opened a shop after okay, brand school. Just I just opened it. it. You just opened yeah. the shop. Okay, so to give perspective yeah. worth the like the last day of July, you went in at the end of June. So in the last yeah. month you opened your shop. I did. So you're a brand yeah. new baby. Yeah. Oh she's a brand she's new just baby. New. Oh, she's new. I've never done like farmers markets or like um, craft Good for you. Yeah, That's local awesome. Thing. I've never even tried to be online. The uh, episode you did with Slylash. Oh, yeah. And yeah. giving her what to do on each day. Yeah. I just started doing this. Oh, my gosh. Her. She 
She's so My great. She just handed us a notebook that has for Monday, product shot and info. Tuesday, ceramic education. Wednesday, my thoughts, pictures of me or my fam. Thursday, product shot and info. Friday, process video. Saturday, process shot. Yes. So I'm just trying this to is start so good. Doing things. Or, but yeah. you haven't done this yet. I've done a half week of it. A half week. Because I just yeah. looked at your Instagram yeah. and I haven't seen it yet. Yeah, no. Yeah. Okay, so my Let's next, see that one more time. This is my next try. So I opened the Etsy shop and I uh, sold 15 orders. Hey, that's okay. great. And I took them all to the post office. And, you and now have, I'm trying to do this. But you only have like 300 orders? followers, right? Yeah. That's amazing. Fifteen is awesome. What price point is like this beautiful, um, Robin brought us these beautiful bowls. And I love how you talked about this terracotta. Tell um, Nichelle what you said about this. Oh, yeah. So this is actually a terracotta earthenware. So it's a lower fire temperature. Clays all have different amounts of grit or grog in okay. them. Okay. Grog? I mean, yeah, it's called grog. Oh, my gosh. Funny? I love that <laughs> so much. But this particular terracotta is like, it's almost like butter when you're forming it. It's really, it has a smooth, beautiful finish, like river rocks. And so. That's what I love. She I said it feel, feels like river rocks. Yeah. yeah. Isn't and that it, amazing? And if you're going to like use it a lot or touch it over time, it's going to get smoother, which I like too. So it's cool. Like, okay. It's just really pretty. That's how I want you to talk about everything on your Instagram exactly how you just talked about yeah. it. Yeah. I like how you talked about what it feels like for people who can't feel it through a screen. Yes. Like the river rock analogy. Yes. was perfect. I love when you said, and I'm using it and it feels like butter. And that yeah. gives me a visual of your hands in clay making this bowl, which is hysterical. You handed us this bowl and you said, I made this and I have made, I've made a lot of things. So I know how much time that takes. But until you gave me that visual of your hands in the clay and the clay fill in like butter I was like holy crap she like held this raw clay yeah. for us you see what I'm yeah. saying mm -hmm. and it gave me that personal connection so when you're selling this bowl online what is the price point um probably $15 oh my gosh I want to throw it at you okay, okay. <laughs> how much would it be worth for you to make this yeah, so that's a very small margin for me to sell out there. Like, if, like if I was going to make, I think like, if a you're profit, realistic about it, like, one piece like this take. Well, it's time is really relative in ceramics because it goes yeah. through waves. So like, yeah. I'm weighing all the clay, then I'm throwing it on the wheel, then it's drying, then it goes into a bisque firing, then I glaze it, then it goes into a glaze firing. Mm -hmm. So and everything's usually at a different step. It's hard for me to say like total how much time went into. So like at least an hour. Yeah, at least at a least. couple of hours. Yeah, mm -hmm. you, and plus the materials. Mm -hmm. And this is something that Elma Loveland kind of opened my eyes to, and she's an artist, and she was talking about plus the electricity yeah. that added to your bill, plus yeah. the water, plus let's add childcare, or mm -hmm. do you see what I'm saying? Like yeah. plus. All of these other things that you're like, oh, it's just my house, so I'm not spending money. And But it's like, you are spending money. Mm -hmm. So you literally, now we go back to Napoleon Dynamite where you've made a dollar an hour. Yeah, no. <laughs> yeah. Like the profit was like a quarter of all the money. And I, I absolutely get it, especially with an I'm artist. Just you're just starting, but also you're not just starting. You've been doing this since high school. It's true. I'm really good at it. Yeah. That's you're something I, I do know that, but I just, I, no one knows about it and I don't know how to sell it. This is really important. No one knowing about it doesn't make it not valuable. Yeah. Mm -hmm. In fact, you could say 
the exclusivity of it. <laughs> you know, Let's go that way, all right? Yeah, the, right. <laughs> well, I think more about. Valuable. I have cousins that do little leather baby shoes, and their whole thing, their mon petite shoes, and there's a bunch of other people oh, yeah, that sell a lot of other shoes. Yeah, but their whole thing when they got out, they could they were hand making every pair of shoes. But it honestly played to their favor because they never had enough for people. So it was that mentality of like, okay, we only have a hundred pairs available this Friday, and they would put them up live, and they'd be gone like that. Even though they've scaled huge, like they have a really big business, but they still release like that. They still only do we only have a limited amount here you go there's very few shoes of theirs that are ready to ship you have to wait so I think that could be a business model that you could start with too like hey this is all I have for this week these are the you know 10 or 15 bowls I have for this week and then I'm closing or five bowls but yeah however many you're able to do but I think that business model of what what's it called scarcity scarcity yeah scarcity or actually it's real scarcity it's gonna start off as real scarcity that's what there's that's what theirs were too but I think it helps people because they know they're all being handmade and it helps people stay up with I absolutely agree. And I also think, I just want to do the math with you. So you sold 15 items and what was like the average price of those? Um, 15, $20? So the, I had these beautiful bells and they were in sets of three. So those were like, I sold them for like $10 a bell. So that was like a $30 order. Okay. And I did four of those. And then I did four vases and planters. So and $20, $25? Yeah, about Fifteen to twenty. Okay, let's say you sold fifteen items at twenty dollars an item. Mm -hmm. You made three hundred dollars. Yeah. Right. Okay. Mm -hmm. So we've made three hundred dollars, but let's say the average price is forty dollars. You only have to sell half as much to make the exact same amount of money. You spent half as much time. I know this is so simple. It's like a duh. We did this yesterday when pricing a product. Whereas, like, I would rather sell fifty of these at a thousand dollars than a hundred of them at this price point. Do you see what I'm saying? Where Mm -hmm. it's like selling is effort. Selling is time. Selling is energy. Packing and all this. All the shipping, all of it contributes. And so you're like, I'm not going to sell as many, but you're going to make more money because you're going to even use less than half the amount of effort. Mm -hmm. So that's what I wanted to talk to you about. Like, how do you know when you can raise the price of a product? Okay, first off... Because I I feel really lost in pricing. Yes, pricing is very difficult. First off, you are working... You're not like Ashley or I creating a digital product or an event where it's like... You have hard costs. This is a fixed cost. Mm -hmm. And there's always fixed costs in everything. Really, with this item, per individual item, you make more of these, your costs go down very little, especially because you're the cost and you're making it. You cannot sustain any sort of business selling these for $15 a bowl, especially because your goal is to not sell mass quantities of these. If your goal was to sell mass quantities of these, I would say sell them at $15 a bowl, sell as many as you can and then reduce your manufacturing costs because your goal is to keep making these I would double your price yeah just to start $30 a bowl $30 for this bowl but then in order to sell a $30 bowl I need a story and I need all of those things that you outlined in your notebook because you can't even start to make this business work unless you're selling these at $30 a bowl 
True or false. That's Mm -hmm. very true. Now, if you're like me, I would rather give my product away than sell it for what it's not worth. Yeah, well, I I think it's, you know, your love languages. Yeah. Like, I'm a gift giver. Yeah. So I'm always like... Yeah, I love gifts. So that's... I'm like... I'm like, here, friend, have something lovely, you know? And so for, like, that's kind of hard for me on that side where I'm just like, I just want to give this to you, but that's not a business. But think of it this way. (laughs) You told me that this gift you gave me was worth $15. And I go, that's a nice gift. If you had told me that you charge $80 for these, I wouldn't have batted an eye. Mm -hmm. Would you have batted Mm -hmm. an eye? I would have been like, yeah, she charges $80. It has whatever value you gave it. And then I would have been like, holy, she just gave me an $80 gift. So think of it that way too, where you're creating, and this is why I started putting a price tag on things that I still never intended for people to swag at my workshop. This note book has a perceived value of $10 because if you try to go buy this online, it's $10. Whereas when I just handed it to you as a dentist fun notepad, you're like, cool, she gave me a notepad. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Do you see what I'm saying? Even in that gift giving realm, we assign prices so that when you go through and you're like, Allison literally just handed me a tote bag worth of $50 of stuff because I can go on her site and see that this price is out to $50. Yeah. It increases the perceived value. Mm-hmm. So you're even able to give more generously and $80 for a handmade piece of art is not out of the question. I think on your social media, if you're showing the process more like what you had outlined, showing videos, yeah. I love the story that you learned this from your mom. I think that's such a cool story you could yeah. really talk about a lot. And I think if you're talking about how it's this learn thing, you have learned from your mom and it's this way that you've connected with her and how you're showing that connection with other people. And if you're showing the whole process and educating people, I can't remember what his name is, but there was a guy I used to follow. He had a huge Instagram account. He just did these videos of all the ceramics he was making and pottery and everything like that. And it was so cool to watch the process because I have no idea what that process is like. Mm -hmm. And then when you're showing how long and drawn out that process is, it puts that value even higher. So it's going to make so much sense. A really good example. I love what you're saying, Ashley. A really good example is this amazing embroidery artist, Walker Boys. And he, and so for anyone listening, that's B-O-Y-E-S. And he does these beautiful, large form pieces of embroidery. And he also does small scale ones. And he posts so many videos of the process. Oh, yeah. And this dragonfly, I mean, I think he'll sell this. I don't know. It's probably like a six inch by six inch embroidered dragonfly for a couple hundred dollars. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. as I watch this process, I'm happy to pay that money. Mm -hmm. Because you're seeing what goes into it. I'm seeing what goes into it. I'm seeing how thoughtful he is. And maybe it's $100 that he charges. But like, if I wanted this art and if it meant something to me, I'm going to pay what he is valuing his time and expertise as the artist is. Mm -hmm. Now, this is not to say that you need to walk around immediately pricing this bowl at $80 or immediately pricing it at $250. But you need to take into account the years of experience that you have in order to create a bowl as beautiful and perfect as this. How many years is that? You're not that old, but like 10 years? 32. Oh, okay, girl, you're good. So that's... 15 years? Yeah, uh-huh. 15? You're like, I haven't yeah. been doing it that long. Just because you just opened your Etsy no, shop. No, I've, I've always created yeah. I just haven't formally 15, done it. You've spent 10,000 hours. something you should have in your Instagram profile is some type of thing to say how long you've been doing it. Like, you're not just starting this. 15 mm-hmm. years or, do you know what I mean? Like, ceramic freak, ceramic master. Okay, well, I want to make sure we cover what you want to cover. But that's, I do think, pricing. Mm-hmm. 
focusing on selling smaller quantities, telling the stories with smaller quantities, that scarcity pricing, that scarcity model, because your pictures that you have right now are beautiful. I think you need to have more hands in your pictures. I like your hand is holding it, but also like that homemade feel. Like this is my hand showing you what I made. This is how I made it. I think it shows more process shots and like video, video, video for something as cool as this. Yeah. Video is, it's like those cake. a tripod. So awesome. Oh, perfect. I, yeah. I'm going to do my first one. And I, I would, done it and yet, I would do more IGTV. Uh, Make the video and post it through IGTV. Post it through IGTV. Because it'll still go up on your feed. Okay. But think about, and Allison and I talked about this recently, but there's all these cake accounts that blow up and get huge. And it's just because the process is so fascinating to watch. Yeah. So yeah, people love fun. watching how a cake is decorated. Ceramics the is the same it's way. It's the same. Yeah. Ceramics, but also ceramics has a unique value proposition beyond cakes because anybody can do cakes ceramics has a higher bar for entry mm-hmm. because what are the material what are you need it's a more kiln more yeah. equipment yeah. firing things yeah. right uh-huh. so you've got to focus on what your unique value proposition is there's a higher bar to entry you are doing processes that will blow the average person's mind mm-hmm. do not Think about the other ceramic artists watching you. Mm -hmm. What stops you from getting a video up? Oh, I just have never had equipment for it. Okay, but you own a phone. It. But yeah, I have. A, I got a tripod. You own a phone and phone. you have a water bottle. So yeah. you could make a video because you can leave yeah. a phone on a water bottle. For sure. Do you see what I'm saying, yeah. right? Uh-huh. Where it's like, okay, so you thought you needed to have certain equipment, which I'm not saying a little yeah. tripod isn't important. What else? Really, honestly, we, our life has just been in, in flux. Like, we yeah. did, I helped, you know, get my husband through grad school. I have two little kids. And just kind of, uh, we're barely settling down because we were done with grad school Shane's done his real job for a whole year and yeah. I have a working studio at the moment so like all my stars have aligned to actually do things yeah. awesome I love that so I'm gonna jump in yes I'm so yeah. excited for you this is really good because your stuff is beautiful there is a yearning for connection there is a yearning for story there is a yearning for physically holding things that are tangible mm-hmm. that somebody has put heart into mm-hmm. and I, I honestly feel like that's one of the reasons I love ceramics is that it has that like it has the touch of of a real person who has put love and care into it and it's sustainable you're taking something like when clay can be washed away like in a rainstorm unless you go through the whole process and this can be in an archaeological dig you know at this point like it is it can be an heirloom Mm -hmm. for your family if you I mean if it's something that you love okay you literally just increased the value of this bowl to $150 (sighs) I'm not kidding an heirloom (laughs) I'm not kidding you have like an artist's soul and heart and when you talk about it you just like gush and become very flowery that's all you have to do to sell that's Mm -hmm. it you don't have to be anything other than Robin to sell this. Have you ever created custom pieces for someone? Like if they told you a story and wanted a piece, could you create a piece for them that was like inspired by their story? I That's not something I've done. The last commission I just did was for this really great girl. She wanted a custom batter bowl and pancake warmer. Oh, fun. So that it was like a Saturday morning tradition for her family. Yeah. And I loved that, that like it was yeah. a part of did their story. Did you share like, that? Story. I didn't get it photographed because I was so worried about shipping it 
to her? So I might ask yeah, her for a picture. Definitely <laughs> ask her for, for pictures picture. and tell that story. <laughs> because here's the thing, brand new baby shop, you're going to just be trying different things like that. Mm-hmm. And that might be something you enjoy doing. And it might be something you want to do is tell your story through pieces and sell that. And yeah, right. Do you know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. try different things like that. Did you like doing that for her? Yeah, it was a lot was of really stressful. Well, I think going back to the pricing, like it was, I don't think I made any money on it. Yeah. <laughs> materials and time and things mm-hmm. like that but I enjoyed yeah. it yeah. yeah it was a lot of fun yeah yeah and I do I really always think there's a balance between being humble and accepting that in order to get started you're not going to come in and, and charge yeah. these astronomical prices but with an art form like this you'll get burned out if you don't you know you, you, you literally can't do the business unless I mean you have the 15 years of experience you're not a kid in high school who's just throwing stuff you know and then putting it up in the shop and even if you were if their perceived value is a couple hundred dollars they can charge a couple hundred dollars Mm -hmm. that's the beauty of art and so I think the one other thing I want to talk about is BYRD is that your last name oh no that's just because my name's Robin with With a Y Y. yeah I don't know how do you feel about it it was really hard for us it was really hard for us because we were saying little bird and then we couldn't find it because I said it's Robin I said what's your Instagram as I was like going to the bathroom and like trying to check on your Uh Instagram and they're like little bird and we searched it and you don't come up at all because we did B-I-R-D okay I don't know I thought it was kind of unique and fun but is it just too confusing it's hard to find yeah I mean at the end of the day that's it and you have your cute little bird B-Y-R-D it's not a deal breaker Katie from the Beauty Bureau. I still can never oh, yeah. search her out. B E Y O U, but she's done great. And then she was able to put it on product and get the website domain mm-hmm. and all of the things. There's just opportunity cost to be had. What's your last name? Draper. Is there a reason why you don't want to be Robin Draper? No, Ceramics? I just, I haven't done really anything with this except just start it. So yeah, no, that's great. I'm just, I'm just wondering. Um, I don't know. Robin Take it Draper from people who had names and have to change it later. It's a lot easier to do at the beginning if you wanted to make it a studio and bring people in and scale it out I'd say keep little bird ceramics Mm -hmm. I'm just saying you want it to be handmade by the artist like it's a very artist feel and Mm -hmm. I feel like I'm getting an artist yeah when I get the name yeah okay I don't even hate the idea of on the bottom of her bowl there's this beautiful did you do this with like a pen or is it a stamp I designed it and had it made into a stamp okay so I don't even hate the idea oh my gosh of having a little bird and then having Robin under it R-O-B-Y-N yeah and that even makes sense yeah she's Robin yeah with a little I mean I know it's like literal but it's a really cute little stamp it's really really cute and not to ruin your life because you had it made yeah yes <laughs> not to ruin your whole life it's not hard to make it easy I would just think about it okay because Robin's telling the story Robin has the handmade art it's your piece of art Draper D-R-A-P-E-R mm-hmm. is very easy to say yeah. and spell so those are all pros mm-hmm. do you see what I'm mm-hmm. saying so I would just think about that but again you can overcome anything like that if it's really important to you like you might be like no like I did this with this um, little wife powerhouse mm-hmm. 
she, I wonder if she still has Little Wife Powerhouse as her name. She absolutely wanted it to be Little Wife Powerhouse. And we went through this whole branding exercise. Mm-hmm. Yep, there she, she is. She's still doing it. Jen's still doing it. And she, at the end of the day, was like, no, it's more important for me to have this name than to have the easy to find thing because it means so much to me. Yeah. And I was like, okay, yeah. great. We'll leave it at that. But I don't feel like you feel that way. Yeah, it's honestly, it's a name I picked out, I think, five years ago. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> just barely started using it and it's what I built like my design around I'm like I'm not like I need this or I'll die and I don't think that it should keep you from doing what you're doing or stop you I would just think about it honestly for licensing for just um, for the sake of you're going to be telling stories you want people to connect with you if you're a person it's easier to do that than with a brand okay yeah I mean at the end of the day it really doesn't matter no but you want to grow that you want to make it easy so I would say next steps going forward are increase your prices and post more content. Show the process. Storytell. And talk a little bit more about your products the way you were talking to us. Mm-hmm. Okay. Because I didn't read a lot of your captions, but I didn't get that sense that I got when you were just in here talking about them. Do you um, do stories? I've done it a few times. Get like, on stories. Okay. I think you should make a goal to every single day, pick up one of your items, and story it regardless of what part of the process it's in next to your face I would also say I don't even know if she has to have her face honestly I was actually going to tell her I don't think you should post any pictures where you don't have a ceramics in it okay I love you but I don't want to see this picture of you without ceramics yeah in this feed okay the ceramics are the star not you this is this I want this every once in a while which is a picture of her holding a bowl or holding a cup yeah near her face I just don't think that would be a cute Instagram biopic too of you holding one okay yeah I just don't think you need pictures of you that don't have ceramics yeah (laughs) (laughs) sorry well so my um actually my sister-in-law her name's Krista we Mm -hmm. did the art program at the same time she runs her name is mud it's an adorable shop you should look at it right now she's so great and um she's been really focusing on building her business for the last few years and she's been a really great mentor for me and she she told me I need to like humanize it a little bit and not just have my things but I like that it like just put me in with my things yes you know so that you can tell that I'm there and I'm making it yeah your personality is not one that is wanting to be put in as the focus right no you want your art to be the focus and that's beautiful and I and I want that for you and I want to see your hands and I want to see parts of your face and I want like Ashley's saying like I want it humanized but I want to see you as the artist you are an extension of the ceramics Mm -hmm. it is the star it is the story and you're just part of its story Mm -hmm. and I feel like that's more authentic to who you are Mm -hmm. does that feel but I'm not trying to put that that on you like less stressed about it right where I'm like don't think you need to make this video that shows you like cut yourself out of it just have your hands just have you talking about have a sped up video of you making it with you talking on top of it saying here's why I like this here's why I go this or just have music have it be authentic and inherent to you what's interesting is the process and what's interesting is you with the process and you telling me what parts about the process you love Mm -hmm. that's what's interesting and I feel like you're going to feel free and relieved doing that Mm -hmm. and then you'll have a video up tomorrow because I literally was like you don't even have to be in it girlfriend yeah you're like thank like thank you yeah 
right? <laughs> Proficient. Yeah, yeah. And like I said, I'm like, show half of your face if you want. Show a hand if you want. Show all of your kids grabbing for a bowl. But you don't need to show their faces even. Mm-hmm. Humanizing it means putting a story around it, giving it connection. It doesn't mean that you have to be posing with it every time. I want a picture of your hands covered in clay. You're so earthy, you know? Like, I, okay, I'm Robin, I'm so excited. And I'm really excited for Thank everyone so to go look at your beautiful art because you just heard we're telling her to raise her prices so go in there and get it before we convince her to triple her prices <laughs> and so it's little bird ceramics for now mm-hmm. b-y-r-d little bird ceramics robin we're so excited for you Okay, don't we all love Robin now? She's seriously just the best. You're going to want to go check out her Instagram. She did actually already end up changing it to Robin Draper Ceramics. So that will also be linked in the show notes. So go check her out there and see her beautiful, beautiful work. Now let's jump into your three business therapy questions this week. So you can work through them on your own, make them apply to you and level up. Number one, what assumptions have you made about the required path to your goal? With Robin, this was looking at other people who do similar things and have gotten their stuff maybe in anthropology like she mentioned and making assumptions on the path that they took to get there. Sometimes without even actually knowing, we can just make assumptions on how to get from point A to point B or how other people have gotten from point A to point B and we fill in those gaps without actually knowing. Or we decide that the only way to get there is to follow the path that has been modeled to us and we forget that sometimes we can create our own path or that we really are just filling in the gaps that we don't really even know or making it seem scarier or harder for us to get where we want to go just because we're making assumptions on what it takes to get there. Number two, what parameters have you put around taking action on something that are getting in your way? Allison mentioned this when Robin mentioned wanting to make videos and Allison said, well, do you have a water bottle and a phone? Then you can make videos. Sometimes we want things to be just a certain way and we think that a certain set of circumstances or parameters are the only way to make something possible and that really stands in our way from being able to just get something done. Done is fun, right? Doing something right now with what you have is way better than doing nothing at all. So opening our minds to see that things might look a little bit differently than we expected or we wanted creates a whole new world of possibility to be able to take action right now. Number three, what is the story you want to tell through your product or service? Robin has a beautiful story around why she does what she does and what she wants to share with people through the product that she's offering. Take this as your chance to reflect on what story it is that you are offering through your product and service and how you want to tell that to your customer base or the people that you serve. All right, guys, I hope you love this episode. Remember to keep sharing. We love seeing what you guys are learning and gaining and how you're growing from listening to this podcast. Remember to tag Allison's Brand School so that we can see those posts as well and share them with each other and keep learning and growing. Now, let's just say this all together. As Allison always says, you know what to say. If you feel called to do it, freaking do it. My man, Mr. Eric Robertson, wants to invite you to join Pleasant Pictures Music Club. If you are a content creator, you can save 20% off with the code BUSINESSTHERAPY. So go to pleasantpictures.club and enjoy this jaunty tune.